Welcome to another episode of The Creative Minds. Joining me here today is Christine Fada. And so Christine, can you tell me a bit more about who you are and what is it that you do? Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for having me, Aida. Of course. Um, my name is Christine. I'm a certified holistic nutritionist, certified health coach, and certified yoga instructor. Um, I also have an honors bachelor of uh, life science degree from McMaster University. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm all about entrepreneurship, I guess, mm. and starting your own businesses and um basically like making your own opportunities instead of waiting for them to come to you. Yeah. I think that's something that I really like to do. You know, it's like, I'm not going to wait for something to come my way. I'm just going to go and get it myself or create it myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I could just already start getting into a spiel. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, so, so um, you talked about, you also like mentioned as well on your Instagram page that you're like a health coach and nutritionist as well. So what does it mean when, when someone comes, comes and asks you, like, what does it mean to be a health coach? Like, can you define that? Yeah, for sure. So mm. that's a good question because I feel like not a lot of people know yeah. about health coaching. Um, it is a really growing uh, sector right now. Mm. It's basically someone who will hold you accountable to what your goals are, help you work through them, um, figure out exactly like what it is that you want, break it down, and then just almost like hold your hand throughout the way by like keeping you accountable to it. Yeah. It depends on the type of health coach, I guess. For me, um, my focus is on all areas of your life. Mm -hmm. So whereas like a life coach, coach might just focus on like careers or relationship like mm. as a health coach we really look at all areas of your life so mm. this includes like spirituality your nutrition your exercise your home environment um again like as well as your career and all of that but it, it all comes into the little circle of life or your wheel of life and we evaluate all those different areas and depending on where you land on them and how you're feeling we go from there and being like okay so maybe um, education wise you're not really feeling too satisfied in this area let's mm. work on that what's mm. something that you want to do to increase that like what would make you feel more satisfied of that area in your life and mm. we look at that for each area and then mm. we really break it down and then make it bite size mm. and then together every month we set like a plan and then I hold you accountable to it there's like a whole little ongoing relationship mm. there mm. Um, but yeah so it's something that you know, a lot of people really benefit from, especially because, you know, sometimes we have all of these ideas in our head, but we can't break it down or yeah. we can't hold ourselves accountable. You kind of need someone to make sure that you're, you're yeah. doing the thing. Yeah. Um, so as a health coach, that, that was a really fun part. And I really enjoyed doing that and working with clients from all different uh, ages and, and, and areas, I mean, uh, time in their life, which is interesting. Like I was working with a mother, I was working with someone in their 30s i was working with someone in their 20s mm. uh someone in their 50s at one point so yeah. it's pretty it's nice that everyone can really benefit from from this practice mm. um and in the u.s i believe too that they're really starting to branch out and work with uh doctors as well um because we spend a lot of our time really going into detail with you about mm. exactly what's going on mm. and you know like the time we're sometimes doctors don't have that time to be able to spend like to go through that we can do that for them yeah. so working together is actually a really great uh collaboration and i think yeah. that people think that the holistic side is very separate from from that but actually it's starting to come together now which is really beautiful yeah. um yeah so there's a lot of great work that could be done from yeah. from health coaching yeah so how did you get to that to that like how was your childhood like did your childhood kind of dictate you to go into that path yeah that's a great question um so i have four younger siblings okay. <laughs> so i feel like as the yeah. eldest of five um yeah. i definitely needed to assume responsibility quickly yeah. <laughs> and be yeah. able to take care of others yeah. um so i think that that set me up for that you know mm. and as a child from what my grandma would say or like she would like recall little things yeah. that my, my my dad would always make sure that like I was always very responsible for things like if I lost something I was in trouble you know it's just like why were you not responsible yeah. for things? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? so it's like and it's yeah. like I need to make sure that all of my stuff was getting done so I yeah. think that that was kind of 
drilled into me. Yeah. Um, then I became like a creature of habit and I love having routine and plans and breaking things down because like for myself, I feel like I'm always like up in my head, you know, it's always like the big ideas and yeah. the visions and all of that. When I'm telling someone, they're like, okay, yeah. but you're, you're up here. Like, yeah. you keep all of it, like yeah. you're, you're not even close to that. Like, you need yeah. to back. So I think I had to learn that with myself of like how to like come back and break things down. And I'm like a very visual person too. So I learned different ways of mm. what makes sense for me. Like I have like a little whiteboard beside me here with like, yeah. oh, I like all my little ideas like uh, I just like jot yeah. things down and yeah. break it apart and then put them into little pieces of my calendar every successful person kind of says that I have a morning habit morning routine habit or like an evening routine habit right and um the, the thing is you start really becoming so obsessed with trying to follow their own routine and habits so mm-hmm. then you get so frustrated because you're not following through and then you end up like crashing so for you why do you believe having uh, like a routine or a habit is essential for you and what is the habit that you kind of encountered that works for you specifically yeah so for me i i guess i like having that sense of control so Mm. being in like a sort of routine and habit makes me feel like I do have that control so Mm. something for me is okay in the morning first thing I do is I try not to get on my phone and take a minute to just like say a little affirmations you know whatever it is just kind of tune your subconscious mind take a minute um on my peak times when I was really in the zone I would just get up right away set my little pillow on the floor face the window and just put on the Deepak Chopra meditation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, his 21 days, um, yeah. 21 day meditations are incredible. And I did the full 21 days. I swear, like something crazy was happening. I started seeing like spirits and stuff. I don't know if I was going crazy, but like, <laughs> yeah. I swear like things were really, it was, yeah, I definitely think it's, everyone needs to try it at least once. Oh my God, yeah. A magical experience but anyways <laughs> yeah. yeah so <laughs> I would do that and I usually have like my full water bottle fill it up with water and drink that first thing in the morning like add some lemon take my time and then okay like maybe do some yoga exercise shower eat and then go onto my phone and do the whole thing mm-hmm. but that's like when you're really at your best but of course yeah. like it's not always like that you know yeah. and if you are really busy you need to be able to adapt to that as well and mm. not panic when you can't mm. do your habits you know yeah. so it's like okay, if, for example, my schedule changed, I started to have class in the morning. Mm. And personally, I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. to be able mm. to do all these things. Like, it's not, that, that doesn't work for me, you know? Yeah. I sleep. <laughs> yeah. Which is also a thing, because I think that yeah. people are always like, you need to get up at 5 a.m. to be yes. productive. I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like another thing as well. But being able to adapt to that, so it's like, okay, Maybe I wake up just a five more minutes earlier. What's most important to have my meditation time? Okay, mm. I can do that. Mm. Everything else I can do in class, do after class. It's not a problem. Mm. So mm. I think the thing with that as well, like what you were saying is that, first of all, my habits don't work for everybody. So mm. like this routine probably won't work for, for you, right? Mm. Or someone else. So working with clients is really important to take that into account, of, like, mm. to account for that. So it's like working with whatever works best for, the, for them. So it's like, okay, mm what would make sense for you? Can Mm. you do that or no? Mm. If Mm. not, okay, let's find an alternative, right? Mm. Mm. And then again, being able to just adapt and change depending on your situation. Mm. And how did you find your routine? Because I think that's something that people have challenges with, like finding a routine that fits them specifically. So what advice do you have for someone to find that routine? Yeah, Um, to find your routine. I think whatever doesn't stress you out more like like if it's gonna stress you out to get up and to meditate or like to go for like a 10 mile run before you start your day like I feel like that's just not going to work with you so really just sit down with yourself and think of like what can I actually do that's not going to really stress me out and of course you have to try a little things here and there it's Mm. gonna be like a trial and error Mm. but you know trying something that might be slightly out of your comfort zone isn't Mm totally wrong if you Mm. think that it's it is a positive change Mm. in the long run Mm. but again you know just doing little things one thing at a time so like maybe you're just gonna add in like doing your bed in the morning because that's also one of the habits that I do Mm. so it's like you get out of bed just make your bed that could be the one thing that you Mm. do and then slowly it's like okay that was doable and it starts to become like a habit 
over a week or two and then you start to notice a little bit of a change you know you feel like your space is more tidy you feel mm -hmm. you know you can I don't know what it yeah. is or just like you put that to go so it's yeah. like that your bed's done you can move yeah. on with your day you get out of bed and then it's like okay now maybe I can add in a five minute meditation it's like okay you have time for that that's good mm -hmm. and then it's like oh I can actually do a little bit longer than that slowly mm -hmm. it becomes 10 minutes 15 like whatever it is I think yeah. adding in first one thing at a time really small and then adding in things after that and then having a more of a routine that you would ideally like to have um, 100%. And you talked a lot about affirmations and meditation. Um, mm -hmm. Many people also kind of have their own beliefs about affirmations and they don't really believe in it. Uh, why do you believe in affirmations? Yes, that's a good question. I have heard that as well. You know, people are just yeah. like, oh, I just say my affirmations, like that's not going to do anything for me. Yeah. However, again, I guess everything is subjective like it's mm. whatever works best for you mm. some people prefer prayer some people prefer you know journaling instead yeah. or you know so there are different methods but for me personally mm. it depends on for example people who really talk negatively about themselves to themselves you mm. know what I mean like sometimes mm. do you ever notice if you have those little words behind your head being sing saying you know I, I can't do that mm. or you know like you can't achieve that or oh you're 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 upset today or let's just have a bad day whatever it is you know yeah. so sometimes again like that comes from childhood if like someone kept saying that to you mm. as a kid then it just becomes like replays in your head yeah. so it depends on what method works best for you but if you do have like a lot of negative self-talk maybe it is good to try using affirmations just to change your internal dialogue with yourself mm. you know mm -hmm. so maybe if you do have like a great dialogue with yourself and you feel like that doesn't really do anything for you yeah. you can try doing other things like journaling just writing out your thoughts for the day maybe having like a moment of gratitude maybe mm. having like a moment of prayer I never think that I mean there is never a bad time to express gratitude I don't mm. think like yeah. no matter what it's always good to express yeah. that you know I don't think that that's ever a bad thing um, but in terms of affirmations as well, like going back to what I was uh, saying from my personal experience, okay, I know it sounds really crazy, but I swear, like, <laughs> it really works. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I started saying this one thing. It's funny, actually, I, I got it off, like, a psychologist on TikTok or something that she would say to herself every day, and I would say it, and... I swear, like, the things that I was just saying actually started happening in my life. Like, even, you know, when you say that you just say something, even though it's not there right now, but then it'll come, like, yeah. all of it, all of it came. It's the craziest thing. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's my personal belief. And yeah. for me, I do think that there is, like, power in it. And it's kind of fun to see like, yeah, when yeah, it yeah. actually does happen and you're like, whoa, yeah. I used to say these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, to each their own, I don't think that there is a right or wrong yeah. if someone doesn't really believe in that. That's okay. Um, but but you said that, uh, so first of all, like, what do you mean by affirmations for anyone who does not know? And then, and then second of all is, I, I thought affirmation is that, let's say, I am, I'm healthy, I am fit, I am. So those are affirmations, right? But then you said it manifested kind of in your life. Hmm. Can you explain that part? Yeah, sorry. I feel like, yeah. yeah. So for affirmations, it's just something that you are affirming to yourself about who you are, right? Mm, so it's mm, like, I'm mm, strong, I'm mm, healthy, I'm mm, happy. So mm. you're just kind of conditioning yourself that this mm. is who you are, what you're experiencing. Mm. So there was a part of that, um, I'm just trying to like replay it in the head, in my head, like what I say is, um, oh, so after I do my little affirmation part, then I say like a thank you for this, 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 this. And then those things started to show up in my life. Okay. Sorry, I should have clarified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I go like, I am this, 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 this. And then yeah. thank you for this, this, this. And okay. then they start to like, appear in your life. Yeah. Okay. 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 Makes sense. <laughs> I guess it's the gratitude. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and and, and um, don't you think, though, that is a false positivity? Because within you, you don't really believe that you're it, but you're telling yourself it, then you're in a state of like, what's really real then is this really true i don't believe in it why should i even say it and people stop what are your thoughts on that 
Yeah, no, that's a good question. Because I think toxic positivity also became a topic of discussion. We started to discuss that in my friend group as well, Uh, especially as yoga instructors. I feel like there can be a lot of toxic positivity Mm. sometimes. Um, Again, with the affirmations, I feel like it depends on... That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about it? What are your thoughts on it? (laughs) Because while people say that fake it till you make it, I'm not really sure. I don't have a 100% answer. Definitely, like, definite answer for that. But I I don't believe in fake it till you make it. So that's why I was, like, asking you, is there, like, Mm. if you don't really believe that you are it, saying this over and over to yourself, does it really... um, get you to a place where you start believing it Mm. Uh, i'm not really sure that's why i was asking what are your thoughts on it yeah i mean i understand that i think that there is some sort of like training and change into your subconscious that might go into that um and again it's like i'm not thinking of crazy things it's more of like i am strong i am fit i am healthy so they're not like things that you know i am a huge business owner of like yeah million dollar but like that's not what i would be referring to yeah so So what if like let's say what if you're a person who's like extremely overweight and you tell yourself i'm fit i'm healthy i'm strong isn't this like Mm -hmm. kind of uh, like it's kind of you telling yourself a thing that you're actually not based on science like maybe maybe you know what i mean so yeah no i understand uh, what you're saying i think that like it kind of goes full circle so like if that person is trying hard to change Mm. and they are making a difference or they're working out you know and Mm. maybe some days they're lacking a little bit of motivation like they can look at themselves in the mirror saying like Mm. i'm on the right track like i'm healthy i'm getting healthy i'm i'm working on it you know i think it's in that way but again it's like if i am Mm. just like overweight and i'm staring at myself in the mirror saying i'm fit yeah that's that doesn't really (laughs) that doesn't really okay okay I think we found the gap there. So it's it's kind okay. of like when you're actually taking action yes. towards bettering bettering yourself, then you're yes. saying those words of affirmation. Then that's kind of where you motivate yourself and stay going on. Yes. So yes. yeah, I think yeah, you, you, yeah perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think it's all about the action, right? Yeah. All of the yeah. mental is preparing for the action, or it yeah. is going hand in hand with the action. Yes. So it's like if there is no action, then yes, of course, like everything mm-hmm. you say to yourself is not yeah. gonna be I mean, that's yeah that's exactly yeah. the perfect thing yeah. also like the same thing with like fake it till you make it so it's like even with manifesting or all these things in the spiritual world mm. it's not like you're supposed to just sit down and write what you want to manifest and then expect it to fall into your lap and i think that's the same thing with even like anything even i think with prayer or whatever it is like if you're if you're asking for something or whatever it's not like you're just gonna sit there and expect god to just drop it for you right it's like yeah you need to be doing some actions toward it. So if you're like, I am employed at my, <laughs> yeah. you know, my dream company, right? Yeah. Like, okay, you can start putting that into your head, but it's like, put that into action. So maybe mm. start looking for what they're looking for. What are your, what are your thoughts on meditation? Because you talked about words of affirmation, then meditation. So, so in your opinion, what is, or what does meditation mean for you? Mm. Yeah, I think for me personally, because... I am very, like, sometimes I'm just everywhere, you know, Mm. or, like, mentally too much in my head or too many thoughts. And it's, like, our little monkey brain jumping from one thing to the other. I feel like, for me, meditation is is quieting my mind, sitting, like, putting myself to just relax, not be moving. Because sometimes I feel like I'm just constantly moving or I need to be touching things or whatever. So it's, like, really training myself to calm all of that down to quiet my mind and just quiet my thoughts and just focus on my breath and really just allow what needs to come up to come up Mm. but just acknowledging that it's there and then letting it go so not really thinking about oh I need to eat something later and then playing it on okay like what should I eat maybe I should eat this oh I didn't eat this you know it's like okay the thoughts there acknowledge it let it go and then come back to just the quiet yeah. Um, but the thing about meditation and, and I think it's important to talk about is that 
it's not the same for everyone yeah. and it doesn't have to be you know mm-hmm. like i think that sometimes people try to meditate or people who are really anxious try and meditate mm-hmm. and they're just like i tried it it was the worst thing ever it just made me more anxious like i can't do it this and that and i think that there is like yeah that's true that does happen to a lot of people but well if we think back about when meditation kind of started or who it was by it was by like monks or yogis or whoever it was who were like out in the field all day they're moving their bodies Mm. they're moving from one place to the other and then they come back and then they sit and have this moment right Mm. but for us now we spend a lot of our time sitting at our computers Mm. like at home we're not really active and moving so much that it might be too hard for us to again just sit down more and be in silence right Mm. so what you can find as an alternative would be try a walking meditation so you're walking so you're moving your body but just being very mindful of like what your surroundings are like what is noise like instead of having our headphones in all the time Mm -hmm. or like talking to someone on the phone when you're walking to just make it more of a meditation like a a moving meditation Mm -hmm. the best time to meditate would be after doing yoga so the asanas which are the yoga poses are Mm -hmm. meant to be done just to prepare your body for meditation So again, it's like you're moving your body, you're getting the energy moving, you're getting that out, and then you can come down and meditate. So it's like that little difference between what it was like back in the day and how our lives are so different now Mm. that you can change that and maybe try a moving meditation, you know, Mm. or just trying to be mindful when you're brushing your teeth of just like Mm. thinking about it as you're doing it, not thinking about, okay, today I have to do this and this and this, Mm. or like even while you're washing the dishes, like just Mm. being very present and you know being in the now mm. i think just helps to make everything mm. more like mindful and almost mm. becomes like a little meditation mm. do you think that everyone has this challenge of having like this monkey brain of constantly having thoughts jumping from one thing to another or do you think this could be like adhd or ocd or or like <laughs> right <laughs> no yeah i get that i do slightly think that sometimes like OCD or an ADHD is like overly prescribed in a way like I mm. think that nowadays it's just or, or even as as like people our age we always just say it so freely when it's mm. not true like yeah. if someone just likes to have their pen here they're like oh, oh my god I have OCD yeah. like you know it's like yeah. no <laughs> you don't yeah. but we yeah. say it so freely now and everyone just kind of like diagnoses themselves with yeah. it just they're like yeah. oh I like to have my room tidy I have OCD yeah. like yeah. or it's like oh I like to jump around I have ADHD but yeah. and even especially for kids I think that too because you know diets are very different now and children eat a lot more sugar than they mm. should so it's mm. like no maybe your child doesn't have ADHD maybe they're just having like so much sugar for breakfast and they mm. can't sit down in class you know mm. so I think that like it, it you know there is a little bit of a gap there I feel mm. Mm. um but in terms of your question of do I think that everybody has this monkey brain? Mm. Um, Again, it's your thoughts, though. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like uh, my own personal opinion, I can't say for sure because I don't know everyone's mind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I do think that some people are able to really, like, focus on just one thing and, and, Mm. you know, just do that for a little bit. Mm. Yeah. but maybe because we do have like this tendency now with all of our devices and everything that we get so distracted that it Mm. like splits that up for us Mm. you know Mm. so it's like okay maybe I'm like focusing my computer but then my phone rings so like I'm paying attention to that and then I come back to this it's like maybe someone like sends me an email so then I'm checking this it's like our attention gets divided up so much Mm. now that it's like it's not really our fault maybe Mm. it just that's what like my phone just lit up and I looked immediately yeah (laughs) Like that's like it's like those little things, you know, that we've we've changed over time. We're not just sitting in like a cave with a candle. Yeah. About one thing, you know what I mean? But then where do you think the world is heading towards? Because we're already so distracted enough, we're so disconnected from our bodies, we're always reacting instead of like responding to things um and so so much like so much consumed in our minds uh so what do you think the future is going to be for our kids and the next coming generations as well 
Yeah, um, it definitely scares me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> because I see it from my younger siblings. So yeah. my youngest sister, she is 12, and then mm. my brother is uh, 14. Mm. So I see it from them, the difference between what they engage in as activities and how mm. they are versus how I was a kid. Uh, I mm. was as a kid. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, definitely technology plays a part in this that makes it, you know, it's hard to capture their attention Mm. um there was even like one kid I would babysit who like just you can't really get through to her but she would just have the iPad and like that was it like if you're talking to her she's just not even there she's just like so consumed by the by the iPad um and she would only like be entertained by that and would only want that you know Mm. and wouldn't really communicate or anything else it's like yeah she just wanted that and that was it yeah so I, I I do think that we do have a responsibility to make sure that we can teach some of these practices mm. to the younger generations and to mm. our kids of how to disconnect how to be mindful how to meditate mm. um and like you said again like reconnecting to our body because I do think yeah. that there is a very big disconnect from that yeah. nowadays yeah yeah um but I do think that we do have a role in that to make sure that you know we we don't all end up like on adhd medication you talked about the prayer so what is how is meditation different than prayer different than words of affirmation what does that prayer mean to you or spirituality you mentioned spirituality as well so Mm. are they similar are they different i think that for some people Praying is like a meditation, Mm. you know, it's like you're just repeating maybe like this one prayer over and over again and you're sitting in silence and you're being really mindful and Mm. um, yeah, I I do think that it is very similar to meditation. It just Mm. depends on what you believe, what you you do, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I love the fact that you mentioned, because I I didn't think about this, I think earlier, where where you said that it's similar to meditation because you're getting like let's say one thing and repeating it over and over again that it becomes a a meditation isn't yeah yeah Yeah, i think like even with like the rosary even for in yogis they have like their own beads as well so it's like there is so many similarities between you know like a specific religion or just like spirituality and meditation and stuff yeah there are just like those little repetitive Mm. things that you're doing or saying to yourself Mm. so i think Mm. it's all Mm. it's all really and a yeah. form of meditation that everyone like yeah. so what kind of drove you into that like what kind of like what it was like a low point in your life or the worst moment in your life that kind of had to shake you to a point of wanting to be connected more to your body or wanting to figure those other aspects of your life yeah that's a really great question actually because i have a very real answer <laughs> yeah. yeah um so for me what happened was that i started to have like severe anxiety and I want to say it started like around first year university maybe like the end of first year towards Mm -hmm. like second year um and it was really bad like there was a couple there was a summer where I couldn't even leave the house I couldn't drive anymore because I was just like so anxious so panicky all the time that I couldn't even get behind the wheel and, and and drive or I hated being home alone I wouldn't want to go anywhere by myself like I would only go to the gym with my sister and come back and like stay home that was literally it like wow. I couldn't I hated it when it get like nighttime I was just like it was super panicky it, it was a complete disaster yeah. um but I mean this is kind of really what got me into what I'm doing in in everything that I'm doing actually mm. because I started to realize what was happening and two things were happening first of course mental but you know from a holistic nutritionist perspective that does connect to your gut and that's when I really started to see that gut brain connection from Mm. you know living through it so what had happened was that during high school um I obviously like any teenage girl I didn't love my skin so I would go to the doctor and I was like hey you know uh I need it fixed. <laughs> like I want yeah. it to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like what the traditional thing to do would just be like to prescribe antibiotics. Mm. So I took a bunch of antibiotics throughout high school. 
even like topical and internal ones mm. i ran out of all the tetracyclines that you could take that's like all of the yeah. ones that you take yeah. for your skin yeah. that we started doing the topical stuff and it was like okay you know wasn't really sorting out what was going on anyway so years go by or like a year or two i've literally tried everything mm. and then um the doctor was like okay well now you can try accutane and i don't mm. know if you're familiar with accutane. Yes. yeah yeah so it's basically just like overdosing on vitamin a it's yeah. a very powerful medication that you have to go and get your liver tested every month yeah. like it's yeah yeah so um and you actually like they're you have to sign a contract like you have to sign something to say that if you refuse taking the birth control when you're on it because like if you do get pregnant your baby will not be okay so you have to like they have to give you birth control with it or you have to sign something saying that you refuse to take the birth control yeah, yeah so you can just see like the intensity oh. medication yeah. right but of course i had not known any better i was just like in high school going into first year university and I wanted good skin. <laughs> and my parents didn't know any better because when yeah. they were younger, they were put on it. They were like, yeah, yeah, like, you'll be fine. Yeah. So I took it and I took it for a year. And then after that is really when I just started to see things go downhill. So on top of my whole like gut microbiome being completely destroyed, of course, mm. and my whole body was just being a mess internally, mm. plus the stress of school and I wasn't eating well because, you know, first year you're just eating like cat food all the time and stuff. Mm. Not great. Yeah. Um, and you know you're stressed out everything so like mentally physically was mm. not doing well I started to gain weight and I usually I'm like the same size a lot and I came yeah. home for Thanksgiving my parents were like um and I think from then I was like okay I need to start changing something in my life mm. so the anxiety started to come in from from there mm. and now I know that's because my gut microbiome was a mm. mess and so I started to go to the gym very frequently. Um, I started to change my diet completely. Going back to school, like my roommate and I made it like a thing. We started eating a lot healthier. We started buying our own groceries. So that's how I learned to make really nutritious meals mm. and like affordable ones as well because I was a mm. student and quick ones. Mm. It's like you're not making a gourmet meal for yeah. yourself. Yeah. So I learned how to do all of that. Um, and then again, making routine for myself is kind of like where it started. So I was like, okay if I need to go to the gym today and I need mm. to get my groceries and I do this. So it's like, I'd build a little schedule and then you play like little games with yourself. So sometimes I'd realize that like, I'd go to school and then cancel on the gym being like, Oh, you know, I'm tired mm. now. I'm not going. Yeah. But what I would do is like changing your little habits. It's like, okay, I'll ride my bike to school. So it's like, mm. okay, I did a little bit of exercise there. Mm. And then I would put my gym clothes in the gym and like in the locker when I first get there. So it's like, it's already there. Mm. And then I'd go to class, go to library, do all the things, pack my own lunches so I wasn't buying calf food. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I can't leave my things in the gym. Like, I have to go get them. Yeah. And it's like, you're already there. You put on the outfit yeah. and then you work yeah. out, you know? Yeah. So it's like those yeah. little things, you know, it's like how yeah. you play with yourself a little yeah. bit. But, um, yeah, so it's sort of through, through that. And then a big part of it, again, was yoga. Yeah. And I started doing yoga when I was younger, like my parents kind of put me into that, but it was never really consistent as we moved back and forth, like mm. to the Middle East, actually, I, I never mm. really continued it when we, when we lived there. Mm. But then coming back, I kind of got into it. And then during those times when we'd go to the gym, I went to yoga class and found like one teacher that you really just love yeah. and you start going to it. And it's like the words that they say to you throughout your practice that you start to like carry with you throughout your day, which really resonated with me. Mm. Um, and then the practice of yoga is really what just helped me connect back to my body of what you were saying, mm. like coming back because like at first I would always be at the back of the class, right? Mm. I didn't like, I felt uncomfortable. I didn't know all of the poses of what she was saying. It was hard. Like it was yeah. a hot class. So I would just sit at the back and like look around at everyone. I'd like admire other people being like, oh my God, like she's so great. How is she yeah. doing that? Whatever. Yeah. And then over time, it's like you build a little bit more confidence and maybe you move up like the row mm. in the class. Yeah. And it's just like the whole practice because you're just being so mindful about your breath with every movement. Like you're, you don't have time to think about anything else or be anxious about anything. I'm like, okay, my hand's going here, like my other hand's going here and just like feeling everything in your body, mm. pressing down into your mat, like just getting so grounded and reconnecting with my body that mm. 
over time that is seriously what helped me like overcome the last little mental anxiety that I was going through Mm. and there were times where it was like I would go to a yoga class and I would literally just lay there and cry like (sighs) or like sometimes I couldn't even move like just going every time and just showing up on your mat being in the community with people listening to what the teacher has to say even if you're not even moving it's just like okay you're there you're releasing like whatever it is you're Mm. reconnecting to yourself Mm. you're having that time with yourself and then yeah over time it just became like medicine to me (laughs) like just all the time and again like just reconnecting mind body spirit and um yeah it's it's really funny sometimes when I think about the story when I think back to when I first started because now it's like okay now now I'm the teacher you know yeah. so it's like I always try and really have memorable moments for the students like when I'm, I'm saying things I want to make sure that it's very real and maybe something that they could yeah. take throughout their day um but again like okay side note but I guess it's just kind of like for people who always wanted to try something or they're not sure it's like you know as a yoga teacher, it wasn't like I started knowing everything mm. from the start. I started at the back of the class looking around at people, yeah. like, didn't know what to do. And now it's like, then I started to move up in the class, move forward, like, maybe yeah. go in the front row. And then it was only after, like, years and years where I felt like, okay, now I can yeah. take my yoga teacher training yeah. and actually be, like, a teacher, you yeah. know? Yeah. But So you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned in the beginning where you were not able to go to the gym alone or even drive alone. You needed someone to be with you or at nighttime you get anxious what i mean what caused that like why did you want to be around people and why is it not being around people that caused you anxiety yeah i i don't i honestly still can't really tell you i'm not quite yeah. sure of what was going on but it's not like i was ever alone too like i'm always mm. around people when i was at home i mean we have a big family when i'm at school like we had i have my roommates we're all friends you know so it's like i never really was like alone so i don't know where that fear really came from you know yeah but maybe it was like when you go to school for the first time or like when you're going away from school even though I didn't go far away from home it's like you do have that little fear or maybe you just have like a little moment that you feel like you know maybe you're unsafe or whatever it is Mm. and actually this is funny because it links to your root chakra which Mm. is all about like safety security and fear um and so when I was reading actually a book about the different chakras like I think her name is Judith Andoya she has like a lot of books about um Mm. the chakras but she was saying that they they restart sometimes in cycles of your life and going away to school is one of those times Mm. so it's like I think that it was a time where that little base was just it felt different and new because I was never really away from my family or whatever yeah so there was that that whole episode Mm. um and then over time it's like with yoga again like it really helps to rebalance all of your chakras Mm. and so it it just was a combination of things that I think that brought it back together but again yeah to to tell you exactly what created that Mm. it could have just been like the fear of being in a new place or being away from home and and that sort of thing I I mean I imagine a lot of students experience that too I don't know if you Mm. had a similar experience but Mm. Yeah, and you talked about the gut, but gut microbiome, right? And it's a thing that I also had like a previous um, Chanel, uh, kind of like health coach as well talked about about it. And she's actually her main focus and attention is on the gut uh, microbiome. But um, how, like, because you said, then you changed diet and you felt a difference in your body. Can you tell me about that and and kind of like what difference did you notice and what diet? work the best for your body yeah um so again like what I was going to say was that I don't think that there is a one perfect diet for everybody everyone Mm. is very different and there are so many different types of diets that work best for you Mm. um but for me personally I did a lot of experimenting so especially when I was at school I think there was like a lot of freedom with that because I lived by myself I was buying my own groceries so for some time I was like okay completely gluten-free and I tried that for a little bit. Yeah. And then there was like, okay, dairy free. Yeah. Okay, tried that. And then I started doing a mix, like dairy free and gluten free. <laughs> so I yeah. started doing that. Yeah. So I, I tried a lot of different uh, diets and just started to see like what I felt best when I felt my best while I was eating those types of yeah. food. 
I do. I definitely always think that, you know, staying away from refined sugars and white carbs are definitely like a good idea and make different alternatives for those. But I do think like there is a little bit of experimenting and that's why like working with a holistic nutritionist is also really important and really great because they can guide you in the right direction. Mm. Because I think that sometimes, you know, people will eat things that maybe aren't really great for them. Mm. Um, But for me personally, I think I tried all those different diets and it really started to help me change just because, you know, when you're studying a lot too, with like, you need food to keep, to keep going and with exercise. So, um, I think that like, it really helped me gain more energy. It helped like with my anxiety. Um, it helped me stay more focused in school. It helped Mm -hmm. like with some brain fog and, so it really, and, and again, like maintaining my weight, because like I said, I had gained some weight at the beginning. Yeah. So it helped me like get back on track. So for me, it really made all of the cho- the differences. Yeah. I do think diet is very, very important. Um, but in terms of like which diet specifically, so like I said, I tried all of those. Yeah. And at school, it was sustainable and it was fine. I didn't really have any issues. I would maybe have like a little bit of dairy and gluten here and there. It wasn't like, oh my God, no, I, I mm. won't have that. Mm. But when I moved back home with my family again, it's like, okay, that's not possible to sustain just yeah. because like yeah. there are so many people in the house and it's like everyone, you know? So yeah. um, I did start to find, okay, where was I just being a little over the top with myself? What was I, <laughs> what did I actually need? You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. like, okay. I started to see like, yeah, okay. This food is still okay for me. This food's still okay with me. Yeah. Um, and then I actually started to realize that something that I was eating all of the time, like eggs, was not good for me. <laughs> so yeah. I actually took that out. And it's like the little things. So now it's like I don't really eat eggs. I stay away from them as much as possible. Yeah. But everything else, I'm okay with. But again, mm-hmm. it's like it's not very static. So like sometimes if I feel like you know I I need a little bit of a cleanse, I'll change my diet accordingly. Yeah seasons sometimes you change your diet accordingly as yeah. well um so yeah and I think you mentioned the good good point because when or at least I say I would say from my experience when I was like kind of living alone and and kind of as well experimenting with different diets and finding what's right right thing for me I, I actually before I figured out what's the right thing for me I was like trying to figure out what the right diet is as it's known for the mm-hmm. world till I figured out that there's no one right diet and then you become uh, so you become you start kind of connecting back to your body but then when you kind of move back to live with your family you start to notice that you know what okay I was too hard on myself you become a bit more lenient and it's like this anxiety of food and 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 what to eat and what not to eat kind of fades away so kind of this moving back with our family did actually positively affect my belief systems about food and you know it's like you're not gonna die if you eat this you know it's like calm down like, <laughs> it's chill <laughs> right no, I get that 100 yeah. like there was a time when I convinced myself that gluten was gonna kill me but yeah. like okay I grew up on carbs like as a yeah. parent, I was like yeah. bread is like basically like you yeah. eat sleep wake up like you're eating pita bread yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. I definitely yeah I agree that yeah. First of all, I like what you said of like, what was the one right diet? Yeah. And I think that that is a, a rabbit hole where people can go yeah. down and like, everyone is doing this now. Like I need to be doing it too, yes. but sometimes yeah. it can be way more harmful for you. For example, like even intermittent fasting, like some yeah. people are just like, this is the way to go, blah, blah, blah. But for some, like for females who have some hormonal issues, you know, that can cause more harm than good. So yeah. it's like, yeah. you need to really, there's no one right diet. And then, you know, you can experiment with yourself, but you could work with a holistic nutritionist or a yeah. nutritionist, dietitian, yeah. or whatever you want, who will be able to actually find mm. what works best for yeah. you specifically. Yeah. And that way too, it's like, you're not convincing yourself that, you know, this food's going to kill you or like the anxiety around food, right? Yeah. I think that's another topic of discussion is like the anxiety around food or people's relationship with food, because yeah. sometimes we were very like extreme with it for example you're just like I'm not gonna eat at all or like this food does this to me or it's like oh like I can't eat one cupcake like I'm gonna get fat like you know what I mean it's like there is there's a whole thing about that now and especially like in the nutrition world and 
there's a big movement on like intuitive eating. So it's like, okay, if you want to eat the cupcake, like just eat the cupcake or comparing like nutrition facts between something that people think is really bad versus like something that's not as bad. You know what I mean? It's like, and being in tune with yourself. So for example, for me, it's like, okay, maybe if I start to feel slightly under the weather, it's like, okay, I'll notice that maybe cut back on like extra sugars and change my diet so it's like let's have more inflammatory foods let's have more immune boosting foods you know so it's like listening to yourself or if you have like um a stomach ache you know it's not like automatically taking like a tums or i don't know what you could take for a stomach ache (laughs) but it's like not just like diagnosing it and and covering it up but it's just being like okay why did that happen what did i eat today that might have caused the stomach Mm. ache is this something that i'm seeing like over time maybe it's a specific type of food that doesn't work for you mm. you know so it's like just learning to listen to your body and and work like yeah but i think that's definitely a big big part of it do you think everyone cares enough to work through this because i think there are a few people like i for me i'm curious about this like i actually spend time and energy to figure out what works for me um i spent time and like figuring out like things that excite me things that don't do kind of like mm. definitely it's an ongoing journey but you slowly start to work on figuring things out about you do you think everyone at one point is going to want to do this mm. i think there is a possibility that at one point they may be curious and try mm. but do i think that everyone does it all the time or from the start no i think that definitely mm. Either people are very, um, like, they can just not want to think about it themselves, and they would just go to, like, a doctor and be like, hey, I have Mm. a headache, what's Mm. going on? And the doctor's like, okay, like, I'll just give you this for it. But it's like, maybe Mm. the person doesn't drink enough water and doesn't realize, or, like, doesn't think, like, oh, my God, I don't even drink water throughout the day, you know what I mean? Like, it's little things like that. Um, I mean, I think it's really great to have that curiosity with yourself, like how you Mm. were saying is, like, you know, because it is you and it's your body and you know yeah. yourself best so it's like yeah. to be encouraged to just educate yourself and to be able to have yeah. like that knowledge which is also like power yeah. to take control of your health and your mind and your body yeah. i think is very important um do you find it like a challenge to connect with people who are not or kind of not into that field do you find it like challenging to communicate with them engage with them yeah sometimes mm-hmm. i definitely do sometimes yeah. Yeah. just because maybe some people don't see like much of an emphasis on it or like don't think yeah. that it's as important or like they're like oh what i eat doesn't matter or whatever yeah. but like for me i personally think that it yeah. does yeah so it's a little tricky there um however i i do think that you know part of what i want to do as like a holistic nutritionist and like a health coach is really first of all, like educate and inform so that people will be able to make the best choices for themselves, like by mm. knowing, you know, like for me, yes. I think I developed that whole issue with my gut and with my mental health, because I didn't know any better, you know, like no one told me taking all those antibiotics was going to be a problem or like taking acutane is going to have an effect or, yeah. you know, not eating properly at school or whatever it is, you know, like not exercising and not mm. having a proper like mental health kind of routine for myself no one really said that and I I didn't know because I was just so caught up with what everyone else was doing and I wasn't really paying attention to myself but it's like okay when I did start to learn more about it read more about it or you know pay attention to it more I was like Mm. oh this is what was going on it could have been so easily avoided you know (laughs) so thank you so much for your time like it took so much time but I just have the final question um what is what does success mean to you a very good question Mm. I would say if it's like, a per, you, know, you mean like what, be, to be successful or just if something is a success? So for you, if mm-hmm. you were to define yourself as a successful person, not what mm-hmm. society defines as success, but you mm-hmm. define mm-hmm. as success, what mm-hmm. would that definition of success mean for you? Okay. I think for me, it means that I am happy in my life, first of all. <laughs> like, happiness is definitely the number number one thing. Yeah. 
Um, and if I am, I have a purpose, you know, like I'm doing something good for myself and for others, um, that makes me feel fulfilled as well. So it's like, I feel fulfilled doing this mm. for like the greater good of humanity. Mm. Um, and then at the same time, having a good relationship with people in my life and friends, mm. um, I think that is a success. <laughs> I like envision like myself in the kitchen just being like success. <laughs> like, or like even if I made like a delicious meal that day, like I would say that's a success yeah. as well. It could be like levels. Some days yeah. I can be like, you know, today just having yeah. this juice or like this delicious meal is a success. Yeah. Or other yeah. days it's just like, all right, <laughs> yeah. be good for myself and yeah. humanity. <laughs> it's yeah. a success. Of but you mentioned happiness though what does happiness mean to you because you said happy like happiness could be into some people like financially overabundant like what is happiness to you? oh yeah I yeah for me happiness is like I was just thinking about like me smiling in my day-to-day -day. Yeah. <laughs> like just like yeah. having a good time every day I think for me you know I guess like financial wise, it's like to make sure that you're just like comfortable, that yeah. you can, you know, do your thing. But that doesn't really define like happiness for me. I truly, truly, I think when like I'm at my happiest is like when mentally I am at my best yeah. state. So it's not like based on anything externally. It's very much like internally mm -hmm. of like, mm -hmm. okay, maybe like biologically making sure that everything like chemically is going well, but yeah. that like I feel content and satisfied like with where I am in my life like did mm -hmm. I achieve what I wanted to achieve like and the other big part is like relationships if I'm in conflict or not having good relationships with people around me then it's like very difficult for me to be happy yeah. um but if I do feel but it's like more love like then it's yeah. like okay you're happy yeah. <laughs> like, <that's>, really <laughs> yeah. so, the thing is it becomes harder to love other people if you cannot love yourself. So I think it all, all goes back to like self-love and then you can radiate this love to other people as well. Totally. A hundred percent. Like, I, yeah. yeah, it's very hard because yeah. How can you really love someone else if you don't even really love yourself, yeah. you know, but yeah. there are so many great ways to show yourself love. And it's also like the thing with the, the five love languages when people are always looking at that from others, but it's like, do you speak to yourself in your own love language? Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. So it's like, yeah. quality time is your thing. Are you constantly searching that in your partner and then upset if they're not giving that to you? But are you even spending quality time with yourself? Yeah. You know? So yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. I think that's also a good thing. Like, when you do love yourself, there's a little bit more like self awareness and self reflection. And then it causes less problems with others because yeah. you can think about it yourself. And then you're more like aware of what the other person yeah. may be through our feelings yeah. as well then like relationships naturally get better that way too yeah. 100% <laughs> yeah. and so thank you so much for your time where should people connect okay, with you? Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh where, where can people connect with me yeah. um instagram so my instagram is christine faza um with a k <laughs> um and uh, i do have a twitter as well i have a tiktok um all of that fun stuff um my company um my yoga company with my two co-founders my co-founding friends um it's tav community i guess i can we'll just put all of the links as well yeah. and then for my little oils company it's the moldahara wellness company so we can put the the link for that yeah. as well. <laughs> awesome awesome thank you so much for your time and thank honestly you so as, a, as a chat it's so exciting to talk to you always um <laughs> and for everyone listening i hope you all have an amazing awesome rest of your day